I'm Kendall Giles, and this is the Techno Slipstream Podcast, where we help you navigate complex technologies and their impacts on society through analysis and critique. This is episode 24. So for our sixth and final Winter Moss podcast episode, and that's a good thing because uh, spring is here, we end on an uplifting note by doing a deep dive into the book, How to Live a Good Life, A Guide to Choosing Your Personal Philosophy. Now, our Winter Moss readings have been an eclectic mix, and this book certainly fits into that. I hope you've enjoyed these Winter Moss podcast episodes, and don't worry, we'll tie this into our analysis and look at technology. I will note that on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Kendall Giles, we've posted the next series of books and topics we'll be exploring after this podcast episode. So in addition to supporting the show, if you would like to get advanced notices and sneak peeks of what we're going to be working on, transcripts for each of these podcast episodes and other writings, please head over to our Patreon page. I would love your support. Okay, let's dive in. Now, the book, How to Live a Good Life, A Guide to Choosing Your Personal Philosophy, is an edited collection of essays and insights into a sampling of the world's religions and philosophies with the goal of helping you develop your own philosophy of life. Published in 2020, each essay in the book is written by an expert scholar, and each essay focuses on one particular religion or philosophy. And the entire series is edited by Massimo Pigliucci, Sky Cleary, and Daniel Kaufman. So I'll get to the book in just a minute, but I want to just highlight the editors of the book. With a PhD in evolutionary biology from the University of Connecticut and a PhD in philosophy from the University of Tennessee, Massimo Pigliucci currently is the K.D. Arani Professor of Philosophy at the City College of New York. With over 175 scientific articles, he is also the author and editor of 16 books, including How to Be a Stoic, Using Ancient Philosophy to Live a Modern Life, Nonsense on Stilts, How to Tell Science from Bunk, and to be released in the fall of 2022, The Quest for Character, what the story of Socrates and Alcibiades teaches us about our search for good leaders. Sky Cleary has a PhD in philosophy from Macquarie University and lectures on business and management at Columbia University and Barnard College. She's also an associate editor with the American Philosophical Association and a certified fellow with the American Philosophical Practitioners Association. Finally, she is the author of the forthcoming book, how to be authentic, Simone de Beauvoir and the Quest for Fulfillment, which is to be released in late summer 2022. Daniel Kaufman is a professor of philosophy at Missouri State University and has a PhD in philosophy from the City University of New York. He is also the publisher and editor of the Electric Agora, an online magazine devoted to philosophy, the humanities, and popular culture. Finally, he is the co-founder and host on the show Sophia on meaningoflife.tv. So each of the editors 
contributed chapters, and they also invited other experts to submit additional chapters. In addition to an introduction chapter and a conclusions chapter, in total there are 15 religions and philosophies discussed in the book. Obviously, there are more religions and philosophies than that in the world, so these selections are meant to be representative and perhaps even recommended by the included experts. Three philosophies, Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism, represent ancient philosophies from the East. Aristotelianism, Stoicism, and Epicureanism represent ancient philosophies from the West. Hinduism, Judaism, Christianity, Progressive Islam, and Ethical Culture represent religious traditions. And finally, Existentialism, Pragmatism, Effective Altruism, and Secular Humanism represent modern philosophies. While I would love to touch on each of the chapters, to help center this book within the focus, our focus, in the Techno Slipstream podcast, I want to highlight the philosophies most appropriate for our previous discussions on the philosophy of technology. So to pick one example, back in episode seven of our podcast, one of the papers we discussed was Shannon Valor's paper, Moral Deskilling and Upskilling in a New Machine Age, Reflections on the Ambiguous Future of Character. In that article, Valor established a link between morals, skills, and virtue by basing her research into military drones and social robots on the ethics developed by Aristotle. Especially in the collection of books referred to as the Nicomachean Ethics, Aristotle established that virtuous people possess the ability to make moral decisions at the right times, with reference to the right objects, towards the right people, with the right aim, and in the right way. This ability is not innate with the person. Rather, it's a skill established over time through practice and work. Shannon says that virtues are cultivated rather than inborn states of character. So you need moral skills, but moral virtue comes from repeated opportunities to practice those skills. So I thought it would be interesting in today's podcast to look at two of the philosophies of life from today's book, How to Live a Good Life, and maybe think about why Shannon Valor chose Aristotle's virtue ethics as a basis for her work in the philosophy of technology. This, of course, won't be the definitive answer, but I thought it would be a fun way to frame our discussions of how to live a good life. Thus, the first chapter from the book, How to Live a Good Life, I wanted to discuss is chapter four, Aristotelianism, written by one of the book's editors, Daniel Kaufman. Aristotle's philosophy of ethics, again, comes from his book, Nicomachean Ethics. And obviously, my understanding of that text comes from the summary that's given in the book, How to Live a Good Life. Now, again, Nicomachean Ethics is the text that Shannon Valor noted in her article. So I'll note that I've just placed an order for my own copy of Nicomachean Ethics, so I'll be able to read that myself and get a better understanding of Aristotle's ethics. But until then, let's work with the summary that we're given in How to Live a Good Life. The book suggests that a base argument by Aristotle is that for something as complex and varied as how to live a good life, how can one set of rules or commandments be sufficient? Daniel Kaufman says, we should be suspicious then of philosophies that instruct us too much and in too great detail. If a philosophy purports to tell us specific things we should or shouldn't do in particular situations, 
then it is likely one that misunderstands the extent to which philosophical theory can inform practice. So if we should be suspicious of a philosophy of life based on following strict and particular rules, what should we use for guidance in living a good life? Well, Aristotle's ethics are based on the Greek word eudaimonia, which means something like human excellence or flourishing. Kaufman says, The eudaimonic life for Aristotle is one in which we have lived to the fullness of our potential, developed our distinctive capacities to their finest points, and accomplished in the world what we have set out to do. In other words, if we have a whole life goal of developing ourselves and accomplishing the most that we can do, then that life goal gives us guidance for shorter-term goals, like what do I want to accomplish this year, which gives guidance for what do I want to accomplish this quarter, which gives guidance for what do I want to do this week and for what am I working on right now. To live a flourishing life is positive guidance, rather than some philosophies of life that focus on human suffering or guilt. So how then do you know if you're living a flourishing life? The book suggests Aristotelianism would say, this goes beyond just feeling or thinking that you are living a flourishing life. In other words, there should be material evidence that you are actually achieving your goals, such as diplomas to signify education achievements, fitness accomplishments to signify health achievements, paintings to signify artistic achievements, or books to signify writing achievements. These material artifacts mean that to live a flourishing life, we must live fully in the world and must be active and intentional with our priorities. So then, how do we decide which goals to pick? Kaufman suggests that another foundation of Aristotelianism is reason. Beyond moral virtue, by which Aristotle means excellence in the conduct of our personal and social lives, practical reason is the crucial mode of thinking involved in all manner of arts, crafts, and, more generally, making of any and every kind. It is reasoning about activity, about what should I do, and is employed whether we are interacting with a neighbor, voting in an election, carving a sculpture, or building a bridge. Thus, just as one can flourish as a social and political being, one can also flourish as an artist, a craftsman, and an engineer. Now, what I like about this is that Aristotelianism gives each of us agency to decide our own goals in order to live a flourishing life. We shouldn't need to be told what to do or which rules to follow or how to follow them. Rather, we should be able to figure it out for ourselves based on a general orientation. But note that Aristotle is not suggesting that in order to live a flourishing life, we must maximize our accomplishments at the expense of all else. We must try to pursue our goals and lead a virtuous life, but must maintain a sense of balance and moderation. Kaufman notes that, I've said that one cannot disentangle Aristotle's conception of flourishing from that of a balanced life, and this is because eudaimonia is properly understood as a kind of well-being, one that encompasses physiological, psychological, and moral health. Finally, Kaufman summarizes Aristotelianism this way. Remain open as possible to experience. Don't deceive yourself about what constitutes success or failure. Develop as many of your capacities as fully as you possibly can. Understand and appreciate the necessity of experience beyond formal education, 
and recognize and accept the role played by luck. Okay, that was a really <laughs> short introduction to Aristotle's entire philosophy of ethics that was given in the book, How to Live a Good Life. Obviously, there's a lot more to his system of ethics, but from this brief book, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I've ordered my own translation of his Nicomachean Ethics, so I'll be able to dig more later. But next, I thought we would contrast Aristotelianism with another philosophy represented in the book that in recent years has actually undergone a bit of a renaissance, and that is Stoicism. I say it has undergone a renaissance in our modern society because I've seen a growing popular interest in Stoicism. Just type Stoicism into the search engine for a bookseller such as Amazon, and you'll see a flood of recent published Stoic titles. In addition, there's been a conference called StoicCon that has been held annually starting in 2013, and there are podcasts and more. So from all this recent interest, Stoicism seems to be a philosophy of life that particularly resonates with today's society. So what's it all about? The book, How to Live a Good Life, has an article on Stoicism written by one of the editors, Massimo Piliucci. Massimo says that he was a late-in-life convert to Stoicism and that once he found out about it, he's never looked back. He says that, essentially, in order to live a life worth living, we need to develop a decent understanding of how the world works, so not to engage in wishful thinking and waste a lot of time and resources. And we need to reason as well as we can about things, or we risk arriving at the wrong conclusions as to what to do and how. Back in the day when Stoicism was founded and flourished, physics was the study of how the world works. And so with physics and logic, we can understand principles of ethics, which allows us to develop an understanding of how to live a flourishing life. In specific, Massimo says that there are two main principles behind Stoicism. First, we must try to lead a moral life. And we can best do this by practicing four virtues. Practical wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. Second, we must develop a tranquility of mind based on relaxing the need for control over things that are not up to us. The Stoics call this the dichotomy of control. There's obviously a lot more one can say about each of these principles, but let's try a brief summary. The book says of the four virtues, practical wisdom is the ability to navigate complex situations, especially morally salient ones, in the best way possible. Courage is of the moral kind, as in the courage to stand up and do the right thing. Justice is treating others as worthy of the respect and dignity that comes with being fellow humans. And temperance means responding to situations in just measure, without excess or defect. The Stoics suggested several practical tools to follow to help each of us strengthen our practice of following these virtues such as going through a daily review of your activities during the day and noting what you did well or not, according to the virtues. As for the idea of the dichotomy of control, Massimo quotes Greek Stoic philosopher Epictetus, who said, Some things are within our power, while others are not. Within our power are opinion, motivation, desire, aversion, and, in a word, whatever is of our own doing. Not within our power are our body, our property, reputation, 
office, and, in a word, whatever is not of our own doing. In essence, we should not worry about events beyond our control, which will help us develop a tranquil mind, a state the Greeks called ataraxia. Now, there's also a lot more to Stoicism than what is in the book. There are a ton of additional books out there on how you can incorporate Stoicism as your life philosophy. However, based on what was presented in How to Live a Good Life, I do want to just mention one difference that I see between Aristotelianism and Stoicism. And this is just an observation. Obviously, I would need to do further research to see if this hunch holds up. However, both philosophies hold that we should strive for the eudaimonic life to lead a flourishing life. Yet Stoicism seems to hold that that is sufficient. As long as you are following the four virtues and practice the dichotomy of control, that's all you need to do to lead the good life. On the other hand, Aristotelianism seems to say that that is not sufficient. We must actually achieve our goals. We must have tangible material outcomes that lead to the good life. The book uses Cicero's example of the archer to help explain the dichotomy of control, so I'll use that to describe what I see as a difference between Stoicism and Aristotelianism. Cicero said, imagine you are an archer trying to hit a target that's far away from you. As an archer, you've selected the best arrows, you've purchased the best bow, you take aim, you practice breathing control, and then you let loose the arrow. The dichotomy of control says that up until that you release the arrow, you have done everything under your control to hit the target. You've done all that you can. But once you've released the arrow, whether the arrow hits the target or not is not under your control. For example, a gust of wind may blow the arrow off target or the target might move. Those events are out of your control. So to the Stoic, whether or not the arrow hits the target does not matter. The Stoic should be happy for doing everything in their control to hit the target and can therefore can continue living the good life. However, for the Aristotelian, not being able to hit the target is by definition not being successful as an archer. To live a good life as an archer, you must actually have the skill to hit the target. Thus, it is sufficient in Stoicism to practice the virtues and the dichotomy of control, whereas in Aristotelianism, it is necessary to practice the virtues, but it is not a sufficient condition. You must also develop the skills to achieve your goals. So let's bring this back to Shannon Valor in her article about the morality of de-skilling caused by automation that we discussed in podcast episode seven, where she chose to focus her ideas on Aristotle's development of virtue ethics. Aristotle's idea of virtues as skills to be practiced and developed in the real world seems to me to have particular resonance with technologies and how we use them. It's not just the internal intent of Stoicism, but the actual successful outcome, or not, that has moral implications. For example, as Valor discussed in her article, nurses caring for elderly patients is a virtue skill that must be practiced and developed. And therefore, an automation technology such as social robots that replace those nurses 
results in a loss of those skills in humanity, which is a moral net loss. So to me, that's an interesting difference and perhaps a reason why Shannon Valor chose Aristotle's ethics rather than Stoicism. Okay, at, at least that's what we've been able to tell from the coverage of Aristotelianism and Stoicism in the book, How to Live a Good Life, A Guide to Choosing Your Personal Philosophy. As for the other philosophies and religions discussed in the book, I think they are definitely worth your time to read. They're short, succinct, expert explanations. Especially if you've been curious about modern philosophies like effective altruism or existentialism. But I will note that the subtitle of the book is A Guide to Choosing Your Personal Philosophy. Towards that, the book's introduction helps. Maybe you already have some idea of how the world works, which in philosophical terms is a metaphysics, and a sense of how to behave towards others, which is an ethics. If so, great, you've already got your own philosophy of life. But the exemplars that have been chosen for this book allow you to see what good philosophies of life look like. So with these explanations in the book, you can compare and contrast with your own and maybe even decide to upgrade your own philosophy of life. After all, Socrates famously said, the unexamined life is not worth living. So please examine your life and live a good one. And that's a wrap for episode 24. I hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into how to live a good life, a guide to choosing your personal philosophy. Note that this episode ends our Winter Moss series of podcast episodes. So in the next episode, we'll be starting our spring series. You can see the list over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Giles. And I would really appreciate your support. But in any case, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, I'll see you in the Techno Slipstream.